opening and closing theme is by Midnight Syndicate. For more dark instrumental music like it, visit www.midnightsyndicate.com or find them on YouTube, Spotify, Apple, or Alexa. True crime stories are discussed in this podcast, which may contain graphic and disturbing content. Listener discretion is advised. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to Freshly Brewed Noir. I'm Jennifer. And I'm Summer. And this is episode 24, Pedro Rodriguez. A.K.A. Padrino Matador or Killer Pete. Okay. Did he make these nicknames for himself? No, he didn't. These are actually what he's called over in Brazil. Oh, so we're taking you to Brazil this episode. Yes. I think this is our first Brazilian case. It is. And he's actually, I think, the either the first or the second most prolific serial killer in Brazil. Oh, wow. This is a big time case. Big time. Mm-hmm. I'm very excited for this one. I think we've talked about how we heard about it and it just blew our mind how insane it was. There's a lot of details to this case that people are going to find disturbing, but you also may not hate him like you think you will. He only kills bad people, according to him. That's pretty controversial. It is. We'll talk about that. We'll get into it. Yeah. But speaking of disturbing, (laughs) we have seen this story shared on different social media Uh, sites and it's just crazy. It happened. Just what, this last week? Yes. It says a 21-year-old pregnant woman died after her hair became tangled in a machine during a job interview at a Belarus plant, and her scalp came off. That sounds awful. Yeah, so apparently her name was Yumita Nazarova. Nazarova, and she was applying at a factory job in Borisov. And apparently she was touring the the facility and her hair got caught in one of the machines and it wrapped around her neck, pulled her into the mechanism and her scalp was pulled off. This is a new fear now for me. Right. This shouldn't happen. How did this even happen? No hair nets? They don't tour with some type of something to pull your hair back? Well, that's what I was going to ask. Like, what are the safety regulations here with all of that heavy-duty machinery? Well, obviously none. Clearly, yes. And so... And she was pregnant, Uh if we didn't already say that. So She was seven months pregnant, right? Yes. I'm scared of any machinery now. Jennifer Jennifer and I are getting buzz cuts after this. Yes. Well, luckily I have short hair anyway. Not that short. Well, it will be. (laughs) It will be after this. But how tragic, you know, you're going in for a job interview and that's the last thing that you suspect. But my thing is... This happened so quickly. So she's aware of everything that's happening, right? How quickly her hair wrapped around her neck and then the feeling of her scalp coming off. And she must have died from blood loss or something because she it wasn't like her whole body was pulled into some machine. It just literally was a head injury that killed her. Yes, that's what it sounds like. So, yeah, she was conscious for some of it. That's terrifying. It's tragic. It's terrifying. And we did want to talk about that. Two lives lost. That's so sad. With nobody could see that coming. No, but I hope that something happens as far as like their safety regulations at this plant. Oh, yeah. I'm surprised they didn't have any in the first place. And so. And this is over in Europe. This country is right next to, what was it, the Ukraine, right? Yes. Okay. Or right below the Ukraine. Over there, family's probably just terrible. Devastated. Yeah, they've lost a daughter and a grandchild. Yeah, so rest in peace to those lives. Yeah. And in other news, in 
happier news. Some lighter news? Yes. Let me find it. Gay penguin couple welcomes their first chick. I am all for the freedom to be who you want to be. But how do we know the penguins are, in fact, gay? That's what I was asking. And apparently, if we if we read into this, a female penguin, Poquita and her male mate, Venti, laid an egg on December 23rd. However, it was swapped for a dummy egg because the couple did not seem fit. And how did they determine they were not fit penguin parents? <laughs> I guess they had defects come in or, you know, child services. Like said, were they selling drugs? What were they doing? <laughs> I, I, were they neglecting the child? Yeah, how did they, neglecting the egg, the, right? The egg yeah. that hadn't even hatched yet. Right. So who determined they were unfit as parents? This is a good question. Yeah. This is a good question. Um, The zoo. Okay. <laughs> so then they determined they're unfit penguin parents, and so they took the egg away. Yes. Yeah, so this was in the Rosamond Guilford Zoo in Syracuse, New York. Very progressive. Yeah. And so... <laughs> but also questionable as far as... <laughs> How they're judging these penguin parents. I know. I mean, were they associated with the penguin mafia? Yeah. How did they determine that this egg was not being well cared for? Yeah. Now they are in better hands, apparently. Okay. So with, um, who are the foster parents? The foster parents, Elmer and Lima. This is El- Elmer and Lima. Yeah. Yes. So two adult males named Elmer and Lima welcomed this chick on January 1st. So they've been fostering the chick. They take turns incubating the egg and warming it, and then it hatched. He's not been named yet, though, so TBD. We'll give you the deets when we know. But he has two dads. So is he the first penguin born to foster dads? I don't don't even know how to. (laughs) (laughs) At least, you know, that has been published. (laughs) Well, we just really enjoyed the comments on that thread. Oh, absolutely. Yes, we were uh, entertained. So this was on Baller Alert, right? Oh, yeah. We we love Baller Alert. We do. We follow this. And and sometimes they have very serious things that are shared, but also sometimes they have hilarious things. And some of the comments, like, where's the one where the she says, they took that lady's baby? (laughs) (laughs) Says, happy feet come through. (laughs) The comments, they seem to be in support of love who you want to love, but also they're penguins. (laughs) Why are we choosing for them? I know. I know. It's like, so we're labeling animals gay now? (laughs) I mean, do we have that right? I don't know. I know. Until the the penguins tell us themselves that they are gay. Maybe they're just best friends who want to co-parent. Exactly. I mean, let them be who they want to be, but we've labeled them now gay. But without any confirmation from them. Right. So that's not really right, humans. (laughs) (laughs) Come on. I know. We can't determine that for them. I don't think Um, so. You know, until we see some... Seems like they've overstepped a bit. Some sexual activity. (laughs) (laughs) Right. Because, you know, like that one person said, they're just trying to help out. They could be best friends. Just want to warm an egg. This egg's not being warmed enough. Let's Let's take over for this. Come on, Lima. Let's handle it. And that's it. But either way, sounds like the chick is in good hands now. It does. Yes. We're happy for it. Yes. Little happy feet. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) So congratulations to Elmer and Lima, penguins who are declared a gay couple. Yes, but... We won't say they are because we don't know. I think they're just best friends. I think they could be, yeah. And like we said, until we hear otherwise from them. Right. We should just let them be who they want to be. Penguins. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> so that was some uh, some nice news. I think Before so. Before we, you know, jump into this. Before we go back into some... Quite disturbing. Murdering, yeah. Quite disturbing case. Yeah, this one is. 
But this one's a very different type of serial killer case, I think. Yes. Interesting. A different perspective here. I'm ready. I'm so ready ready for this one. Yes. I've been waiting all 2022 (laughs) for this. (laughs) All right. One of Brazil's most prolific serial killers, Pedro Rodriguez Filo, is known as Padrino Matador, a.k.a. Killer Pete. Pedro was officially sentenced on 71 murders, but he claimed to have killed around 100, with 47 of his victims being other inmates that he killed while serving his first prison sentence. Okay, so so he got sentenced and then immediately was like, <laughs> I don't care. I'm still going to keep killing. Like, you put me in a candy shop. Like, he, he liked killing criminals, so this was... That was like the perfect scenario for him. It really was. His body is covered in tattoos that contain symbols of his killings. Here, I showed a little picture for you. I mean, the first thing I see is the lady on his abs. It could be a lady or it could be a man. We don't know. Oh, I think it's the long hair kind of you think so? made me think. Or maybe it's a thick neck. But oh, Samuel Little would have loved that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So that's Muscular the first thing I'm, I'm drawn to. But yeah, he's got a lot of tattoos. I can't really make out what a lot of them are. It's hard to tell in this picture. And some of them may be faded. But there is one across his arm that contains the line, I kill for pleasure. So he's putting it out there. He has no... He does for not pleasure? hide it. Yes, he doesn't hide it. He loves to kill. So he's kind of a real life Dexter. He claims that he has only killed those who are no good. In his terms. So this includes gang leaders, drug dealers, rapists, pedophiles, other murderers. And he was once interviewed, this was around 2003, and he said people are scared of him because they actually have never tried to figure out why he's killing. Really? No one's tried to like... He. This is what he says. He said if they really looked at him, he's like, I've never killed children. I've never killed women. He said, I've never even killed like fathers of good families. He says, I only kill people who are bad. But that's only determined by him who gave him that right to determine that. I mean, we don't like child molesters and none of those things are serial killers and things like that. But But we don't take it upon ourselves to go hunt them down and kill them. Yeah. Right. Because killing is bad, as we have said many times in our episodes. Right. And I don't think one person can ever decide that they know everything and should take that upon themselves. Like vigilante types. I don't think that's a good idea. And that's also why the death penalty is so controversial, Mm -hmm. because who gave us the right to decide if someone should die or not? So he actually does have some similarities to the fictional killer, Dexter, or even one that's on Dexter in season two. I don't know if you remember. It was a series of murders of known killers by an unknown serial killer they called the Bay Harbor Butcher. Do you remember that one? I do, yes. Well, that's kind of like Pedro. I mean, I love Dexter, the show. Yeah. Now, Dexter did some research into the people he was going to kill. Of course, he's still a fictional character, but he would always research who he was going to kill to find out if they really were a quote-unquote bad person. But Pedro, his research methods are kind of lacking. He just would decide sometimes in an instant. Really? Mm -hmm. Just like a glance and he's decided. Yep. I'm sure we'll get into uh, (laughs) into (laughs) some of these scenarios. Let's talk about his early life first. Okay. So I saw two different places that talk about his birth date. He was either born on June 17th or on July 17th of 1954. It's conflicting. There's many that say June. There's also many that say July. So it just depends on which source you believe. But he was born in the summer of 1954 on a on a small farm in you got Sa- this. Santa Rita do Sapucay. Oh, yes. Which is Sounds south of Minas, <laughs> a state in southeastern Brazil. 
Here's a fun side note. They are the main producer of coffee for the country. Oh, really? So yes. we like we appreciate that. I place. appreciate that. So I'm like, you produce like the most prolific serial killer, but you also produce the most coffee. The Is most that the balance of the loved universe? Beverage <laughs> of the podcast. So. <laughs> so Pedro states that he had a humble upbringing. And everyone worked hard in his family to provide. During his mother's pregnancy with him, though, his father kicked her in the belly during a brutal fight they had. This caused bruising to his skull. And I read in other places that it fractured it and he still has an indent in his hairline from the injury. So oh, he was born wow. with a head injury. Because of something his father did. He yes. Was an abusive asshole. Yes, he like. was. <laughs> Very much so. And Pedro in interviews will say his father was a hard worker, but he also hates his father, which you will find out why. Well, aside from that. Aside, aside from that, it gets worse. Okay. Pedro was also abused by his father when he was young. And Pedro never had any reported issues with women in his life, like his mother or anybody else. And there does not appear to have been any sexual abuse. He is different, though, from a lot of male serial killers in that way, since, as we know, issues with an abusive mother or a mother who allows the abuse of her child is very prevalent in many who do become serial killers. Unfortunately. Yeah. Yep. We've seen it so many times with plenty of serial killers we've covered on this right. podcast. But, but for him, he there's nothing bad about his mother from his memories. There aren't any reports as to whether he was a good or bad student, and there are no reports as to any bullying during his school years. Pedro says that his first urge to kill came at the age of 13 while he was at a sugarcane factory with one of his distant cousins. And I actually listened to a YouTube interview about this. Where he talks about... Where he talks about this first killing. And it's translated, so I'm sure the translation lost some things, but I got the main part of it. You got the gist. Okay. Yes. So the cousin punched Pedro in the eye and threatened to kill him because he had taken his horse for a ride. So Pedro pushed his arm through a cane press where it was pulled through, damaging it, but not fatally wounding the cousin. And for those... Wait a second. (laughs) Go ahead. For those of you who don't know what a cane press is, imagine two heavy, solid metal cylinders stacked vertically on top of each other, powered by, at that time, a wheel that was moved or pulled by a horse or donkey that would walk around the metal structure. Oh, my God. That's like <laughs> crushing every bone yes. in your in your arm. Right. So as the wheel would move, the cylinders would turn into each other, pulling the sugarcane pieces that were fed through the middle, which would squeeze out any liquid, flattening those pieces of sugar cane as it came out the other end. So imagine a human arm going through that. That pain. It's <sighs> I I can't even imagine that. But that so did it like pull off his arm? Like, no, it sounds like it didn't completely sever his arm or anything, but it did damage it permanently. But the boy did live. So he lived through that, but and he was able to maintain his arm? I think his arm was permanently injured. So there, I don't know if there was any use of it. And this is also Pedro's account of what happened. There aren't any interviews with this cousin. So we don't really know exactly what happened. Well, it sounds like any takeaway from this episode would be to stay away from heavy in- industrial equipment. Yes, and yes. serial killers. Yes. <laughs> If you know they're a serial killer, yes. <laughs> okay, so it's during this incident that Pedro realized he had a desire to kill. Even though the cousin wasn't dead, he enjoyed what he did to him. 
So he was like, I could have pushed him yes, in. And right. If he could, like, if his whole body could have went through, he probably would have done it. That's when you know. That's when you know <sighs> you are out. a serial Watch killer. Watch out. Right. It is shortly after this fight, though, that Pedro stopped attending school. And it appears that he continued to live at home. And it is presumed that he worked to help support his family. Was he never arrested for... No. no. So did his cousin never press charges or anything? It doesn't sound like it. So he punched him and then... And Pedro's like, you get what you get. I don't know. Just, let's call it even. <laughs> let's call it even. <laughs> I lose the use of my arm. You have a black eye. It seems fair. I mean, you did steal my horse, so... <laughs> It doesn't seem, it seems a little, um... It's off. It's definitely off. The scales of justice were not even in this one. And I'm just going to, after this, go home, have dinner with my family, yeah. and just makes sense. It yeah. It makes sense. That's how it went. <laughs> I, I don't understand that, but okay. Yeah. No, I don't either. I, I don't. Okay. So in 1968, in Alfinas, Brazil, when Pedro was 14, his father was working as a security guard at a local school and was accused of stealing food from the cafeteria. His father maintained that he was innocent, and it is believed by Pedro that another guard had actually stolen the food. So when Pedro's father was fired by the deputy mayor, he got his grandfather's shotgun and killed the mayor in front of City Hall. His father did this? No, Pedro Wait, did Pedro this. Pedro did this? Pedro killed the deputy mayor for firing his father Um, at the age of 14. That's the first it's thing extreme. he went that's through? <laughs> first, he thought murder. Yep. You know, there, there are other, you know. Avenues? <laughs> avenues of, of handling this. Take your this. anger out, baby. Yes, right? Mm -hmm. But shotgun and kill. He went right for that. Yep. Now, Pedro was not arrested for the crime. And what? And they believed it was because the police could not solve the case and didn't have any suspects. I, I guess you're not going to think of a 14-year-old kid going and grabbing a shotgun and killing the deputy mayor because his dad got fired. That's not going to be the first thing that the cops are going to investigate. That's just right true. off the bat. They're not going to think that. I, I mean, I agree with that, but at least it could have been someone they talked to, a suspect, possibly. They, they could have talked to Pedro's father, and he would have been like, well, I got fired, and here I am at home because I don't have a job. <laughs> I wasn't there. Okay. So then he's not arrested for that crime, and about a month later, Pedro hunted down the security guard he thought was responsible for stealing the food and shot him with the same shotgun used to kill the mayor. Wait, so there's not even any proof that no. this is the security guard that did it? No. I just think you did it. Yep. So you're dead. Pedro. <laughs> he's taking he things into be? his own hands. I mean, and this is a teenager, so obviously he's not thinking about all this stuff. It's just more about... You know, when you're a teenager, you're very emotional, reactive. But this is like the most extreme reactive. Uh, yeah, absolutely. So Pedro left town after the second murder, and they would not be solved for several years. They still didn't suspect him at that time. He ended up in Sao Paulo, where he started burglarizing homes in order to support himself. And he then starts targeting the homes of men he suspects are drug dealers. And he does this for a couple reasons, because obviously... If he goes into the homes of a drug dealer, they're less likely to report a theft because it's a drug house. They're not going to call the cops in after a theft. They're probably more likely to kill you, oh, though. Right. But, well, he's more likely to kill, so <laughs> there's that. I don't think he was worried about being killed. Sure. I mean, both 
parties. <laughs> right. Ready with the ammo. Yes. And so it's alleged that Pedro actually killed one drug dealer during this time while burglarizing his home, which I think we can believe could have happened very easily. Yes. Then in 1970, when Pedro was 16, he met a young woman named Maria Apercida Olympia. They moved in together and made plans to get married. Pedro was in love. I've seen Dexter in love. (laughs) (laughs) Then one night, Pedro and Maria were attacked by a gang. Now, I should tell you also that Maria is pregnant with Pedro's baby. They Mm -hmm. separated Pedro and Maria and ended up killing her and her unborn child. Oh, wow. There are some places where I've read that the gang was seeking revenge on Pedro for his killings of members of their gang, which could be true. He was going already killed. He's going to drug houses and gang houses, and it's it's stated that he has killed people. So that could very well be true. Yeah. So Pedro vowed to get his revenge for Maria and his unborn child's death. He tortured and killed several people trying to find out who was responsible for Maria's murder. He recruited four other men, and they ended up committing a massacre during a wedding that was attended by the gang's leader, who Pedro believed had ordered the hit on his girlfriend. Pedro and his accomplices brutally killed seven people and injured 16 others at the wedding. Wow. Kind of like a Game of Thrones. Like That's Red what wedding. I was thinking. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, like... They ambush the wedding. He's trying He's trying to get revenge. Sounds for... like a movie, though, doesn't it? It doesn't even sound like real life. Exactly. It doesn't sound like real life. But it is. It's but, Pedro's real life. I mean, none of this sounds like real life. <laughs> it's so crazy. <laughs> You're speechless. <laughs> I am speechless because these are people who kidnapped him and his... Some of them. Yes, but some were probably then... just innocent wedding attendees. That's true. That's true. Not all of them could have been. To him, that's probably just collateral damage. Sounds like it was. So it it doesn't seem like he cares much about that, though. I guess he says he does. He says he never has killed anyone that has not deserved it. But again, that's his belief. His account of things. Right. Some months later, Pedro heard that a boyfriend of his favorite cousin had gotten her pregnant but refused to marry her. So Pedro shot and killed the boyfriend as revenge. Oh, he never, <laughs> it's like he doesn't go to other avenues. No, it's fir- just, first response is, I will kill them. Not like, let's talk about this. Let's sit down and maybe, you know, let's Make have Make an honest the- woman out of my cousin. <laughs> no, that's not, not in the book. No. Pedro's book is find them, kill them. If they disrespect you I or mean, your family. That, do you think that's like. <laughs> I think that's way too extreme. Yes. Yeah. And could you imagine if he was in your family and you're like, so at school the other day, oh, never mind. Nope. Like, I wouldn't tell him anything. Uh, right. Because you'd be like, oh, my God, he's going to go kill everybody if I like say something. Someone threw a paper paper ball at yeah, me. Yeah. You, you wouldn't want to even say anything, you know. Yeah. So I was at the store and the clerk uh, was, what? Nope. Never mind. She complimented me. Yeah. It was wonderful. <laughs> Had the best time there. <laughs> Just like never wanted to think that you were ever wronged because he would probably murder them. Does his family know he's doing these things? Like, are they aware? We'll we'll get into uh, his dad in a minute. All right. So at this time when he killed this boyfriend of his cousins, he was not even 18 yet. And he had a body count of around 10. Not even 18. Wow. I just keep saying wow. And I've heard this story before. (laughs) But But now you're really hearing it and you're like, what? Yeah. Uh, Yeah. Yeah. I mean, to be 18... And Not you, even you, 18. You he's would, under 18 and he has a body count of 10. 
And, you know, it's not a body count like how many ladies. No, it's a victim body count. <laughs> yeah, this, is, this yes. is how many people I have killed. Yes, it's terrible. So Pedro stayed in Sao Paulo and continued killing quote-unquote bad guys and targeted men who he assumed were horrible criminals and used mostly guns, but also started to enjoy using knives. He also began dating again or pursuing some love interest. And it is estimated that between 1968 and 1973, he killed at least 24 people. Are these ones he's confessed to or are these like, is he getting away with all of these murders? It sounds like so far he has not been arrested yet for murders, but that's about to change now in 1973. You ready for this? I'm ready. Okay. So in May of 1973, Pedro was arrested, but we are not sure what the exact charges were at this time. A short time after Pedro is incarcerated, he learned that his father is in prison for murdering his mother. Although Rodriguez Sr. never provides any explanation for the killing, we do know that violence was not something new to him, and he had been abusing Pedro's mother for over 18 years. Oh, my gosh. And we also know that the most dangerous time for a domestic violence victim is when they try to leave their abusive partner. The abuser will often kill their partner as a way to gain control over them again. So maybe she was trying to leave. I mean, that seems like the most... Yeah, that she was trying to leave. Pedro Rodriguez. Rodriguez Sr. had stabbed Pedro's mother 21 times and then dismembered her body with a machete. What the hell? Oh, my gosh. Do you think that obviously he's abusive and he's violent? Do you think that was kind of... It could have been, it could have Gen- played into, yeah, like gen- the brain chemistry, maybe, maybe, yeah, just like some angry genes. Is that a thing? You do kind of get your personality from yeah. who you're around, right? Yeah. So, that's or what your he parents. Saw. Right. And even though he never abused women or hurt children, he does have that violent streak like his father. Yeah. So it's just that's maybe the first manifested thing he- in a different way. Right. I'm going to use it for good and kill bad people. <laughs> so. Oh, my gosh. So he gets out of prison. No, and- no, no, no. So Pedro's still in prison. His father was arrested for the murder of his mother and sent to prison. And it should be noted that there weren't metal detectors, no extra guards, video surveillance in the prisons at that time. They were very overcrowded in Brazil. And in an interview Pedro gives that is posted on his YouTube channel, which we'll talk about later, he states that he was already in prison when his mother was killed. He says that his father waited until he was incarcerated to kill his mother because his father was afraid of him, which I can believe that. If his father knew he was killing people, he probably thought, He's going to kill me if I kill his mother. Oh, absolutely. So he waited until Pedro was arrested and in prison, and then he killed his mother. Pedro also states that a judge allowed him to attend his mother's funeral and that he was in handcuffs, but promised to avenge her death while he stood over her coffin. When Pedro's father was sent to prison, it was the same one where Pedro was, and Pedro managed to make it to where his father's cell block was, where he stabbed his father 22 times choosing this number because he said that his mother was stabbed 21 times and he wanted to make sure to add one more when killing his father. Pedro then carved out his father's heart and took a bite out of it, chewed it, and then spit the piece out. Oh my gosh. So <laughs> they were in prison together. Yes. And That's then- what Pedro says. They were in prison together. Because I've read that Pedro was not in prison. He went to visit his father in prison and killed him in prison, which could have happened too, because there wasn't good surveillance. They they weren't monitoring people. So he could have walked in there with a hidden knife and killed his father. But Pedro says in an interview that he was in prison and his 
father then killed his mother. And he specifically stabbed him an extra time. One so extra one, time. Yep. That's like a one up. Like I got one more on you. And then he dug his heart out of his body, took a bite out, chewed it and spit it out. He said, I didn't eat it. There are things that say he's a cannibal. He's not a cannibal. It sounds like he wanted to make a statement. <laughs> so he made one. It's like eat your heart out. But literally. <laughs> literally eat your heart out, dad. Oh, my gosh. We will never understand this way of thinking. But it's like. Just he just wanted the most rage. extreme oh, yeah. thing done to his dad, which yeah. his dad was an awful person. Yeah, he dismembered his mother's body. And so he justifies it by saying her body or by thinking maybe his mother's body was dismembered. So I'm going to rip your heart out and chew a piece and spit it out. And he said he spit it over the body and left. It was like a FU kind of thing. Yeah, I think so. And then he just, I guess, went back to his cell block and washed up. I don't know. <laughs> well, I'll let me get ready for this. <laughs> Are we playing uh, chess tonight, guys? What are we doing? I mean, Just we killed my dad and ate his heart. It's easy for him. This is what he feels like he was meant to do. You yes. Know? Well, but that's the only account I have of him actually doing anything with like a body organ. He, he doesn't do this to anybody else. Like his MO is different. He, so he's not a uh, cannibal. No, I don't we think would never I would consider. That. He's no. not like an Issei Sagawa. No, kind of not person. at all. Because he didn't do this to eat any part of his dad. This was literally, I think, yeah, like an F you to his dad just to desecrate the body. Yeah, just disrespect. Yep, that was it. Well, he wasn't a great guy, so I'm sure there's no loss. It doesn't sound on, like it. On, but I don't support his <laughs> actions either. <laughs> this is not right, but person he does this to, it's hard to feel like bad person. for them. Right. Yeah. You can't really feel bad for them. I, I, I guess you not. could if you want to. We don't. We don't feel bad for no, abusers. No, because he, he chopped up a woman. Killed and chopped up a woman. Yes, ab- and abused, abused her. her. Yeah. And so, so no, I, I don't, don't feel bad. There's yeah. no sympathy on yeah. our end. That's why it's like, doesn't it? It's conflicting the way you feel because it's like. I don't think it's right what he's doing, but at the same time, I don't feel bad for his victims. This is true. Most of his victims. I can say that. Yes, but I wouldn't have wanted to be at that wedding because who knows what would have happened there. <sighs> no. Collateral damage. <laughs> yeah. Have just, you know, because at that point he was just shooting. People are just shooting. And... Yeah, he says he never killed a woman, though. So maybe he was just shooting at drug dealers. We don't know. That's true. We don't have Even so, effects. it's not right. We're not saying it's right. It's not right. Murder is not murder right. Murder is not right. <laughs> okay. we, we haven't gotten that across. <laughs> <laughs> so here's a story that I have read that happened during his initial arrest in some places and also read that it was during his transport after his arrest in other places. So I'm not sure exactly when this happened, but it is clear that the police did not know what type of criminal they were dealing with since they left him alone at one point in the back seat of a vehicle with another man they had either picked up on rape charges or were also transporting along with Pedro at some point during his imprisonment, and this man had been convicted of rape. Both men were handcuffed in the back, and at some time during this transport process, they were alone in the back seat for a little bit of time. Pedro managed to kill the other man with either his body or bare hands without the police seeing it. And by the time they returned to the vehicle, the other man was dead. 
Pedro told the police that he had murdered the man because he was a rapist. He has no, like, <laughs> it's like, I know there's police right here. I'm in the back of a cop car and, you know, we're in prison. I'm just going to keep killing. He cares not one little bit who's around. He does what he wants to do. Just because you've been arrested for a crime doesn't mean you actually committed it. You still oh, have we'll, to. we'll get into that, too. Good point, Jennifer. <laughs> okay. So he is sentenced to 126 years in prison. He was scheduled to be released in 2003 due to a Brazilian law at the time that only allowed a max sentence of 30 years for any crime, even murder. What is interesting about his time in prison is that he actually would go on to kill at least 47 more people while he was in prison. This was like his candy store, like I said earlier, filled with criminals that he could just take out. There was very little surveillance and not many guards, very overcrowded. And with prisons being overpopulated and very unsafe, a lot of inmates would join gangs for protection. But not mm -hmm. Pedro. He continued to do his own thing and kill whomever he wanted when he saw it was warranted in his mind. Some of the criminals he claims to have killed during his initial prison sentence were serial killers, rapists, bank robbers, pedophiles, drug dealers, and gang members. He states that some of his killings would be in protection of other inmates who couldn't protect themselves. He would usually stab them with a knife or bludgeon them with an object, with at least one victim having been decapitated. He would usually target men who had been convicted of serious crimes, but sometimes he would choose his victims at random, like the time Pedro killed his cellmate, a career criminal, just because he had snored too much. <laughs> I have a partner that snores. Don't get me wrong. It's annoying sometimes. <laughs> but you would never like I would never murder him. him. No. And decapitate him. No, that's just so extreme. You know, you maybe just shake him a bit and wake up. <laughs> Turn right. over. I mean, he has, <laughs> clearly he doesn't feel bad about this because he keeps doing it. Obviously, the jails are short-staffed. Is there no kind of like isolation here? Like they can't put you in, no. what, what do they call it? Oh, solitary confinement yeah. or something. It didn't sound like it had that going on because in this particular Brazilian prison, no. They're not like, this guy keeps killing all of our inmates. No, they they tried, but <laughs> or maybe they're like, you know that snoring guy? Let's move him to Pedro's cell because oh. we're tired of him. <laughs> oh, my you goodness. Know. Um, so Pedro started to become addicted to killing while he was in prison. It was almost like a drug habit to him, and he would receive a high from it. He said that he enjoyed the thrill of killing other criminals. Many of the inmates, for obvious reasons, didn't like Pedro. So he <laughs> didn't was... like Pedro. <laughs> that just sounds so like minimal. Like, we don't like him. <laughs> they were like, you know, do you like that guy now? We don't like him. <laughs> Not a fan. <laughs> I'm gonna stay in this corner right here. Because but... he apparently likes to murder like everyone in here. <laughs> he was actually attacked by a group of inmates at one point during his incarceration. He killed three of the attackers and injured two others. Others, though. So he was kind of a force to be reckoned with. It sounds, and he wasn't a He's big a guy. He's a one-man army. He was like, I don't need anybody but myself. Watch out. He sounds like he was a brutal killer. He knew how to kill people quickly. One-man killing show. Yeah. It's not like he's hiding. People know he's doing this. Oh, he and made you would it think clear. <laughs> exactly. And so you would think people would rally together to fight him or- Well, they know, tried. Yes. And they're dead now or injured. So That's why I'm saying it's like he's a one-man army. It's, yeah. it's crazy. 
Yes. And he's very fit just looking he's at that photo. He's fit, but he's not like a big guy. He's not like some six foot four jacked up guy. He's trim, but he's a smaller guy. He just knew how to fight very well. I wonder if he, you know, practiced anything when well, he was younger. Like putting people's arms through sugarcane presses? <laughs> well, I don't know if that's like any kind of like martial arts. <laughs> like wax on, wax off, but put the arm through the sugar breast. I mean, we could do that. <laughs> put our arms through a sugar No, we could, we could push someone, you know, without any training. But I feel like he's so just good at fighting. Natural, I, I wonder. Natural born killer. Yeah. yeah some, I guess some he's people are born instinct. with it. He does. He has a killer instinct. And he... He was not part of any gang or group because you never know. One day he might decide to kill you. So he didn't want to have any allegiance to anything or anyone. He didn't have allies. <laughs> he didn't need allies. <laughs> Clearly. <laughs> he is, that is a scary person. <laughs> yeah. Well, if you're a bad person, he's scary. Now, we'd be fine. We're women. Yes, because that's his code. Yeah, he doesn't kill women, doesn't kill children. He doesn't even, he says he doesn't kill good men with families. A bad man with family should watch out, apparently. Now, you may be thinking, eh, they were all gang members, rapists, pedophiles, murderers. Who cares, right? Sure, yes. Sure, yes. I mean, some people are probably we, thinking We won't that. cry about it. Right. But you should keep in mind that during that time, it would take years for people in Brazil's prison system to reach trial. So many of the people incarcerated could have been innocent of the crime or crimes they were charged with. That's when your code gets a little... Uh, a little shaky. Yeah. Foundation yeah, is not strong, Pedro. No, that's when the research comes in handy. Like Dexter. <laughs> I guess as long as he determines that he doesn't care. He doesn't care. Right. So He had his own code that he lived by. If you snore or you're a bad person, you're dead. <laughs> okay. Due to the crimes he committed while in prison, his sentence was increased to almost 400 years. Wow. Which is kind of funny. Like, what if he's a Scientologist? Wouldn't that, like, go into his next lives? Oh, we that's true. That? That's true. Yeah. Like, don't worry. You'll still, uh, right. He's going to be in prison reborn. for the next four or five life terms. Yeah. Yes. Good but thing I don't for him. Think he's, he's, a not a, he's not a Scientologist. I don't think so. No. no that seems like a very different, um, life. <laughs> he lives path. by the code of Pedro. A justice was able to extend his sentence a little bit due to all of the murders he committed. And are they, I mean, so they have a rule. It's 30 years max for any sentence. You can only spend 30 years in prison. Even if you're sentenced to 400. Yes. Even if you're sentenced to 400, it's 30 years max. So a justice was able to extend his sentence a little bit. So he spent a total of 34 years in prison, and then he was released on April 24th, 2007. He was released in 2007. Mm -hmm. And he has almost... But wait, wait, wait. Not yet. After his release, he moved to northeastern Brazil, and on September 15th of 2011, Pedro was arrested at his home in a rural location where he was working as a caregiver. A caretaker. A caretaker? Sorry, no, no, no. Caretaker. <laughs> he might be, like, working on the land, right? I guess. Uh, sure. Caretaker the land. I guess. <laughs> For murder to caretaker. I mean... <laughs> he says he was reformed. He didn't kill anyone after that. Oh. Right. He said he's done killing. Uh, he would... And what, this what changed? Is, uh, he met a woman in prison and fell in love, and he didn't want to go back to prison. But he was in love before, and he was still killing. But she was murdered, and he was never in love after Maria until this woman, it sounds like. I'm just guessing, because he didn't kill after this lady. So we're assuming love changed him. This woman, whoever she is, has immense power over serial killers. Okay, so he's on a new life path. He's on a new life path. He gets out in 2007, 
but he is arrested again in 2011. But it's not for any crimes he's committed since his release. He was arrested on crimes that involved rioting and deprivation of liberty or false imprisonment, like when he was committing these things while still in prison. So he has to go back and serve some more time. And then in August of 2018, he is released again. Because why? Because he served his sentence? He served his sentence, right. (laughs) (laughs) So I guess, so I guess like the... 370 years that he... That's already done. He served his 30. He's out. Yeah. Until he comes back. Right. And so then he served 42 years total in prison. So the rioting and the false imprisonment or deprivation of liberty wasn't as big of a charge as clearly the murder charges. So he spent a little time in prison and then he was released in August of 2018. Okay. So he's out four years it's been. He's out and in his late 60s, I think 67, right? 67, 68, maybe now. Wow. He's living his best life, has his girlfriend, the, I believe the one he met in prison. I think they're still together. He has started a YouTube channel where he talks about his experiences and states that he no longer kills and claims that he does not think that he is a psychopath and he wants to keep kids away from crime. Okay. <laughs> And I did take a look at his YouTube page and it's, I think it's Pedro X Matador. Yes. So he's the ex murderer. He's not anymore. He wants people to be clear on that, that he doesn't want to kill. He has no urges anymore. He wants to keep kids out of crime, the life of crime. And so his um, life's purpose is now to help kids. This is such a, a plot twist. Here. <laughs> like, what a turn. He hasn't reoffended since he's... Since that we know first, of? No, since the first release, he hasn't reoffended. That we know of. You think he's killed? I don't... I think he's... You think he's um, done? I think he's done. But... Here's why I think he's done. I think a lot of serial killers that don't get caught end up filtering into the societal norms and not killing because they're older and they want to not get caught because they are older. They don't have that same energy. And I think that may be part of why he hasn't killed because he's like, okay, well, if I don't want to go back to prison, if I want to stay free, I need to stop. And he's in love. So that's probably also another factor there. Love is magical, apparently. Can reform a serial killer. This one can reform this serial killer. Yes. But oh my gosh, (laughs) to think that someone who has almost possibly upwards of a hundred victims. Yes, he claims that he has a hundred victims. Serve time, apparently 42 years. That's all you need in Brazil. (laughs) And is out living his life. And has a very successful YouTube channel. He has like over, I think it's close to what, 200,000 followers or something now. That is crazy. So he's a content creator he's now. He's a content creator, yes. And he's As spreading a message. An influencer. <laughs> I think we can consider probably a, that he's an influencer. Well, at least then he's um, sending a good message because his message is now to stay away from crime, to not kill. What a strange... <laughs> Isn't that a twist? <laughs> yes. Like, I know I've killed so many people. At least somebody would confirm. <laughs> right. Yeah. But... Do as I say, not as I do. Yeah, don't don't. He'd follow be a great my... parent. Yeah. <laughs> Does he have any kids now? I don't think he has kids now. This case is very perplexing. It is, isn't it? I told you it. It you don't know. Me. You don't know how to feel about him. Exactly. Like you're not a fan of him. I'm not a fan of what he did, but also, if I had to be face to face with a serial killer, I'd probably pick him because he wouldn't hurt me. He doesn't kill women and children. Yeah, he wouldn't hurt you because he only kills bad people, just bad men. Yeah. But then you never know, like, 
What if he just determines that, you know, he thinks your husband's a bad person? Because he snores. Ah, dang. (laughs) (laughs) You probably don't want to meet him then. (laughs) That's true. That's true. But I mean, think about it. If you had to come face to face with a serial killer, which one would you choose? I guess it could be him. Right? Who else would you pick? It would have to be him. Think about it. What other serial killer have we covered that doesn't hurt women or children or just kill to kill anybody. Like he's the one that actually had a code of I'll never hurt women, never hurt children. Well, Israel Keys didn't kill children. Supposedly. He's such a liar. We know he killed that child. He's such a liar. Because you say that you have a code. (sighs) That's why I don't know how to feel about this. But apparently he's pretty honest about this stuff. He just says it. And if we are to believe him, which there isn't any evidence that he ever did kill any women or children. You had to listen, you had to take your shot. You had to pick a serial killer to meet face to face. You have no weapons. You just have to hope for the best. Who would you pick? I guess I would go with him. It's, it's your I best shot. Think. Yeah. All right. Well, <laughs> so doesn't it make you feel weird about it? And I guess because we're women, of course, you know, and we're not drug dealers or murderers. Right. We, we feel safe. It doesn't make what he did right. But if I had to choose a serial killer, to be face to face with, guess my best chance would be him. Yeah, it's a, it's a very strange. <laughs> makes feeling. you feel weird, doesn't yeah. it? It makes you feel really weird. Yep. Well, like his tattoo says, killing obviously gives him pleasure, or did, and that's why he said he was addicted to it. It did, but not anymore. It sounds like he is reformed. He probably went to rehab for <laughs> killing, or he just fell in love with the right person. Can love change? Does she a know? Person? I wonder if she. I mean, she must know She's about magical. This. How would you react if you, you were dating and this and they person told you? It's like, I'm going to stop killing because of you. And I've already killed a hundred. <laughs> well, we should say she was in jail, too, when they met. So she, she oh, so lived she was. a life of crime. So she wasn't scared about anything, probably. We don't know if she She probably killed. knew the people that he killed. But yeah, she was like, good for them. Good, okay. good riddance. So it doesn't sound like she, this match was made in unknown. Prison. Yeah, a match made in prison. <laughs> Plenty of fish, plenty of prisoners. (laughs) Plenty of inmates. Okay. Inmate Mingle. Inmate (laughs) Mingle.com. Love is magical, as we say. The right people got together, I guess. And, you know, glad he's not And it can change you. They should study that, don't you think? Oh, that would be interesting. Somebody needs to be studying this to figure out what really made him stop. And you can really reform a serial killer. Well, I guess the question is, can a sociopath or a Psychopath. psychopath fall in love. And when that happens, does that change their way of thinking? It definitely motivated him, he said, because he didn't want to go back to prison because he wanted to spend time with the girlfriend outside of prison. I wonder if like there have been any studies on other serial killers or sociopaths, psychopaths have other ones have been with people, though, like Israel Keys was with but somebody. But did they fall in love? Like, did they? Oh, can they actually fall in love? But then would he be a psychopath if he can fall in love? Because psychopaths can't actually love, right? And can't actually have empathy. I don't know the research on that. We need to I'm do like very an episode sometime. on that. Yeah. yeah. Like a sociopath can be in love, right? But can they? Because I think, can't they just pretend? No, isn't that their thing? Like they're they so pretend. good at pretending? We need to find out. I don't know the true like science behind that and the research. Psychopaths, I don't think they can love. Like they're not capable. Huh? Right. They're not capable. So if they're not, if, so he wouldn't truly be a psychopath or can psychopaths be reformed? It's such a heavy question. It is. I have no answers to. (laughs) We'll have to research this at some point and maybe touch base on what we find out because that is a really interesting topic. I have no answers at this time. I'm just asking questions. questions. (laughs) 
We have many questions. <laughs> we'll have to do an episode on that. A follow-up, yeah. yeah. Like maybe like a bonus episode or something. Yeah, we could do a bonus one about sociopaths, psychopaths. Or maybe there hasn't been any research on that. We can go interview well. Pedro in Brazil. He has a YouTube channel, so. <laughs> do it via Zoom. <laughs> <laughs> Let's reach out. We would need a translator, too. I think he speaks Portuguese. I think we know some Portuguese people. A little, yeah, we do. So we'll have to inquire. Yeah. <laughs> I don't, I don't <laughs> know if they'll we'll translate. I don't know if they'll want to get involved in this project, but <laughs> oh, you know what we're thinking of, and she will get involved. <laughs> <laughs> so that's it for Pedro Rodriguez. He was a, a really interesting one. When I first heard about it, you told me about him, and I was like, I need to do an episode on him. Yes, we were on the plane ride back from a very traumatizing trip. (laughs) We were. So we were like, let's just add more trauma. (laughs) Yes, and it was like trauma that distracted us from the trauma we were going through at the time. (laughs) Yes, exactly. (laughs) It's crazy how someone who's killed over 100 people can just be out and now preaching to not kill. Yeah, and to, you know, not commit crimes. And it blows my mind. It is mind-blowing. <laughs> <laughs> so what is next? Well, it was going to be Junko Furuta's case. Pushed her back. Why? Because now I want to cover the zebra murder case. Oh, right. Because of our last one, which is linked. Yes. So when I was doing the research for the Doodler episode and I came across the zebra murders, it really intrigued me. So I ordered a book about it. And so I have that research to do. I have that book to read. That one's going to be probably another pretty heavy one. Okay. Well, have we had any light ones? I think Pedro has been our lightest episode <laughs> really? this year. This one's the light one. <laughs> has there been any light episodes in 2022? I don't think so. Not that I can think of. Yeah. I think we'll... Heavy we'll, content. We'll need some uh, lighter episodes. We'll have to throw some in there. Maybe some ghosts, some paranormal stuff. I think we were talking about some either haunted houses or AIs. Possibly. Oh, yes. I wanted to do one episode on, because this is creepy, so it falls under our umbrella of noir. I want to do something on artificial intelligence and how I think if there is an apocalypse, end of the world scenario, it's going to be because of AIs. Oh, I'm so intrigued by this because AIs, I always thought they were just really cool, but I can also see how it would take a, a darker turn. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I want to do an episode on that. So it would be, I guess, like what, an apocalypse episode or conspiracy theory episode? Something like that. Yeah. Yeah. Which, you know, I'm not big into conspiracy theories. So this is... I mean, that's right up my alley, so I'm going to love it. (laughs) I knew you would like it. And so I thought, well, I was talking with a coworker about how we thought the world was going to end. And I I think they they were talking about zombies and different things like that and our meteors and crashing into the earth. I mean, all of those are possible. They're all possible, but I think. The, the most, most probable would be AIs. We're going to we're going to create our own demise in my opinion. I can't wait for this one. Yeah, um I mean it's possible because they could become smarter than we are. Yeah, they won't need us. It's already cut kind us, of like that. Cut us out. Cut us out. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I can so see it happening. So that'll be like a, that'll be like a little mini episode we'll do. Let's do it. Let's add the lighter stuff. <laughs> the our the demise, <laughs> the of, demise the of humankind will be AIs. That's our light episode. <laughs> That's I'm, I'm here for it. <laughs> Well, until next time, stay caffeinated, get hobbies, and don't murder people like Pedro Rodriguez. Please don't take the, uh, the law into your own hands. <laughs> we don't support that. I don't know. Okay, bye. Bye. <laughs>